I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are the lads from the children. Loads to get through in the show tonight, and we're joined, as usual, by one and only Mr. Road, Mark Adams. Hello, everybody. You OK? Uh, Mr. Sheen, with his shiny head, Paul Hickis. Good evening, all. And, of course, our Mrs. Brown. Good evening. <laughs> and the legend that is Ian Adkin. He's going to change it now. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Ian, on a, another COVID Monday night. We're all in Tier 3, so there's no fans at football at the moment. And, of course, it's FA Cup draw as well today. Uh, but at the top of the show, we want to send our best wishes to Raul Jimenez, who had that awful injury yesterday um, during the Arsenal game. Uh, get well soon from every every single Birmingham City fan. I'm sure we all sentiment that. We don't want to see any player like that get such a serious... Well, not, not even an injury, let alone a serious, serious could be life-changing injury to be honest with you um so get well soon Raul Jimenez from everybody at Blues mm, yeah here, 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 here. okay another nil-nil draw Paul uh off you go <laughs> yeah well yeah um struggled to stay awake during that one I must say um oh, I have been saying I've been saying it's the fine margins in previous games to last one 
Um, and we, we have created chances and, you know, like Sonic, so, well, let's start with Luton away last Tuesday. Sonic mm. goes through and puts that away. We win 2-1. Now, obviously, yeah. Average, Average makes some fantastic saves and, you know, we, we nick it 2-1. But, um, you know, against Coventry, Djokovic gets some good chances. They go in, we win that game. So, I mean, defensively, it's like night and day, isn't it, compared to, you know, prior to, you know, pre, uh, sorry, Project Restart team to, you know, since Karanka's come in, it's like night and day defensively. Mm. But I almost think he's still experimenting. Obviously, he does keep changing the team and I think he is still sort of working out what his best formations, what players, you know, are best where and it's going to take time. He didn't really get a pre-season. So in my mind, this is almost like a little bit of a, although it's serious games, it is almost like a bit of a pre-season for him to still discover what's what and, and who's playing where. But, that one on Saturday was pretty, uh, probably yeah. the worst one so far, wasn't it, really, to watch? Oh, God, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, you know, oh, no. we, the positive is we didn't lose. Um, the negatives are, negative is, sorry, I wish you would take a few more gambles. You know, you got Hogan sat on the bench and McGree, 20 minutes to go, nil-nil. You know, there's nothing going on. Let's take a gamble, take a, you know, take mm. a risk, bring a couple of attacking players mm. on and try and win it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, but, yeah he seemed, yeah. It Seems was awful. When he, oh, 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 how many of us were channel hopping during the second half? I know I was. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Crikey, I was looking for homes under the hammer. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was that with Dion Dublin? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, I'll cut it out when it comes to him. <laughs> it was awful. It was. Hey, awful. Did you watch it then? No, I didn't. I mean, I've just been obviously good to watch the games. I've been watching a lot more abroad than anything, especially for Saturday afternoon, because yeah. uh, that's what I've been basically doing for the last twelve years. But uh, you see that he's, uh, as I said before, I think he's coming to the club late. He's not quite yeah. sure what his best team is. He's brought some of his own players in as well, and you probably do look at it and think, well, why is he brought him in? We already had maybe left back with a Pedersen who likes to go forward, attacks a lot, seeing a lot of him at Union Berlin. Um, and I'm, I'm still not quite sure what he what he actually wants and what's his best system. I mean, he has always built from the back, I think. And I think he's a lot of Mourinho S in there as well. I think he was his big buddy. Yeah. And yeah. he's the more Mourinho type of coach than probably uh, the Wolves lads, you know what I mean, who, who will defend but will go forward as well. But I still think they've got the players in there to, to get themselves goals. Um, oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, some of our fans, are, you know, I've seen a calling for you know for him to go, and I'm far, I'm far from that. There's no way no. that could I'm potentially sorry. be that could potentially be another disaster if he went now. Um, far too but, early, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's in time, in a bit more time. I, I do think those setting up at home with three centre halves and two defensive midfielders in front of them is is a little bit like you know you probably only need one defensive midfielder and then play a more attack minded midfielder rather than. Sonic and San Jose, one or the other for me. I think yeah, you're I, mean, I think in that system, the three, I don't think there's nothing wrong with the three, providing your fullbacks have got the license to go and basically play like the wide men. Yeah. As long as you've got the one sitting. And to be fair, I've seen a lot of Sonic when he was at um, from uh, Dinamo Zagreb and he was on loan at Locomotive Zagreb. And then obviously he was captain of the under 21s. And I think he'll come again. Him, I think he's got the, the, the potential to come again. He's strong, but. Possibly if you played the two strikers. I mean, you've got Jukovic who loses that ball on the diagonal, the right to left, which he always gets in that, so that position like he did against Comte when he hit the bar. Mm. And Hogan basically has got to go so close to him. And I still think yeah. the two play together. But they've yeah. got to have the service as well. And to be quite honest, if you, 
you've got a big lad there who wants to head it, so put the ball in the box and, and someone who wants to get the pieces. And the more yeah, ball, yeah, yeah. The yeah, more, yeah. I mean, it, it, the more opportunity that score. Yeah, he started them together at Luton and, and then he and then he left all the other attacking players on the bench. Um, yeah. so they, were like, they were just feeding off scraps, really, weren't they, the pair of them? Mm. I, I, just, yeah. I, I think sometimes, well, Andrew, you, you, in, in today's modern game, you can become a clever coach as well. And it's all right what you want, but it's about what players you've got. And you mm. play strength of the players. And to me, you've got a big lad in there who wants a ball in the box. So if you're getting the last third, let's hit him on the diagonal. No problem, because that's the ball he likes. And you've yeah. got Hogan, the poacher. And he does yeah. get in between the six yards and gets in between the goals, Hogan. There's no thing. He ain't a channel runner. He couldn't do that at the Villa. And that's why Bruce Lee bought him to run the channel. But he never did that at Brentford. Although, no. uh, where he was before, but... You, you've got goals in you there. So, to me, if you've got goals in you, keep putting as many balls in the box as you come. Yeah, we all like the pure football, which is great. But then the end of the day, it's, if you've got an asset and you've got two assets who can score, give them the service. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it is a result, but it's a results business at the end of the day, isn't it? And, you know, we are we are there to win the games. And it doesn't matter how you win. And I've said that all along, you know, all this entertaining football. I mean, in my life going... You know, we've played good football at times, but we've never got a whole season, really, have we, playing like Real Madrid? Do you know never, what I mean? No, no. no. I think people can become clever coaches sometimes and probably the reputation they've got where they come from abroad and it's, we entertain with this. But you, you play to the strength of the players that you've got. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you do that, then you've got more chance of winning games and give people the service. I said before, yeah. away from home, they're set up away from home by the sounds of it to get results. Yeah. I mean, just exactly, it was, not, not, was a nil-nil out. It was well on the cards because, to be fair, Gary sets his teams up quite tight and quite deep mm. and they're competitive and they don't give much away. Then he never did at Birmingham. So, I mean, a nil-nil wasn't a shock for me on Saturday. But no. I think Blues have still got that firepower in them when Karanka decides what his best lineup is. And he may have to go to a flat back four in the end. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got the players to do it then either as well. So you've got the to be that, capable. The thing as well, Ian, there seems to be a lot of people have picked up on the fact he, he hasn't really touched the subs bench. You know, no. he's had a bit of a surprise because to me, I mean, the extra subs, use them. I mean, you know, I don't get why he's just relying on one sub in the whole game. Um, I mean, it's, it's each individual charge with managers, you know what I mean? Everybody has these... Yeah. Probably as a set manager, you, you, you've probably got in your mind if, if a game's not going your way, you've always got a plan B. Well, then mm. you better have a plan C. And sometimes, you you know, your players, some of them, will probably have a good 60 minutes. Then the last period of the game, they may fade, where suddenly they've got nothing more mentally to offer and brain-wise to offer. Mm. And they yeah. always know who's going to come on and off. But I mean, that's the individual manager and coach to basically set his stall out and get mm. his plan together, like a plan B, plan C, to, if the thing is going well. Okay, you might put another defender on, but if he's not going so well, let's go be a bit more adventurous and put someone else on and, and cause the opposition a bit more of a different problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Before I forget, sorry, Mark, before I forget, I just want to mention as well about the tragic passing of um, Papa Boubadia. Yes. Um, so so bad and so tragic at the age of 42 years old yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 He only had a couple yeah. of games, but I do remember his, his goal against Palace in front of Tilton. So, yeah, yeah. it's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Well, it is out. We have drawn Manchester City in the FA Cup, so um, that's an easy tie. We'll that <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. 
We should get a big crowd for that. <laughs> Bob surprised on. if we don't. What are you going to do, Mark? Go and photograph, photocopy all the cardboard cutouts and put another load in. <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> There's a marketing ploy there. I've got to say, I do like the cardboard cutout with his, the hands in his face like that. that yeah, one. that's quality. That is yeah, quality, yeah, yeah. that is. That's brilliant. That's all over here. Fantastic, that is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Dear, Sam yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but don't don't forget, like 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 you were talking about Mourinho a few minutes ago. The first thing he did was shore up that defence. Yeah. And we're doing exactly the same now. When you look at them saves that Everidge has been pulling off, man. Oh, oh, what a signing! Mm. Well, class. Yeah. yeah. He's playing a season for me. Oh yeah, hundred percent so far. Yeah. Definitely. He's probably. Probably... Did you find as well? I just said about Everidge. You talk about it. He'd been very strong defensively. But again, every just pulled him out of the the mire so many times, and that's yeah. to say, I, I still don't think he's got his back three settled yet or a back four. No, no, no. I mean, he saved us a load of points already. Any average, I'm trying yeah. to think how many points he saved us. Yeah. I mean, what's fixed in my mind at Preston when we were two one up with a few minutes to go, weren't we? And um, he pulls yeah. off a worldy there, tipping it over the bar. Yeah, I'm surprised we got him to be honest. I mean. Well, you can play in the Premier League. I mean, it's early days, but you can just tell he's, he's, he's just quality. Mark. Mark. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Don't know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's still some work to do with him. <laughs> hey, some reactions coming in from the Manchester City. Uh, Aaron Gullers in regard to the Man City game. I think all 10 outfielders should just stand in front of goal and just tell everybody what's happening. And um, from Jason Hughes, I don't know about Man City. I think we might need Jeeves up front. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> what you're finding Ian, is that uh, these lot out here, are a, uh, they're a crazy bunch, mate. Honestly, proper crazy. They've won it a few times, haven't they, in recent years? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we stand a good, really good chance. I really do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I do lie as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tottenham sure up the defence and are good on the counter. We don't do enough to stretch defences, says no, Ray we Habro. Were good at a year or so ago, Chris, weren't we? We, mm. we were good on the break and uh, we've, we've kind of gone off that a little bit now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's a different game. It's a different game. I said before, once he gets his team sorted out, and again, you've, you've got a lot of these a few Spanish lads over here as well, do you know what I mean? And you've got the, say, so the Croatian, they've just took Halevovic, is it? The other Croatian, they'd have seen a lot of him when he was young. Mm. And like, you chop and change at times, and sometimes they don't know what which way to turn, and you know what I mean? What, what we're going to do this week. Yeah. Uh, well, I think once he gets it settled and he knows what his best team is, providing he knows what his best team is, and then stick to it, then uh, you can see them starting to get results in the near future. Yeah, I mean, over the over the last few games, we've had social media with people saying he's useless, and he's got a re- you know he's got a good record. How can he be useless if he's took Middlesbrough up? He was a point off the playoffs with Forest. He's got something about him, hasn't he? It even took it even took Sir Alex Ferguson like what four years to win anything, didn't it? At Man United back then. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But you don't yeah. get to, you you just don't get time these days, do you? You don't get the time no. to to build your uh, empire, do you? You, you know, if, if you haven't. If you're not doing well after 12 games, the, the fans are calling for your head. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, that's in any club, that is. Not just that, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. just in football in general, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, I think it is. I think it's different from, let's say, years, years ago in the 80s and the 90s, isn't it, where people supported the team. But it's like you're coming to a different area now and people play championship manager. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a manager and they know because there's so many things that they can get involved in. Oh, yeah. 
they, they love the football club at the end of the day. Yeah. And, yeah. and they want the best for it. But everybody wants something immediately now. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not funny, unless you've got lots of money to go and spend, it doesn't happen immediately. Mm. you got no. And again, if he, the style is a little bit different from last year as well, then he just said before, you've got to give it time to settle. And yeah. then they, he will live and die by his results like any other manager. Um, mm. you, you do think that they've got the players. I do think they've probably got, with the say, with the leg coming in now, Halasovic, they've got a similar type. You know what I mean? Crowley and Torrey. And, you know what I mean? Sometimes you look and you think, well, why do we bring another one of that qual- that type again? The yeah. same yeah. Type type of player when we needed this but again he's the manager and he knows his players and he knows what he wants so mm. and then you've got to yeah. give him the opportunity to get it right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think from, where where from, from Linda Sorry. hang on Paul, says, on, Paul. Uh, Nick. you guys are the best presenting talk, talk show on a Monday night throughout the Covid crisis and lifting people's spirits and we'll all be thinking of you on Friday Linda uh, when you lay your mum to rest we'll be there with mm-hmm. you mate don't worry mm-hmm. well. sure will sure will sure will mm-hmm. sure will um, I was going to say now. Oh yeah. Uh, last right. time, last time we met Man City, we were cup holders. How times have changed. Oh yeah, the League Cup. Yeah, I think Owen Hargreaves scored, didn't he? If I remember, for them. Yeah. We'll be yeah. positive. We've still got that League Cup in the in the in the, in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. still the only West Midlands club to win a major trophy in high definition. And in yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This century, aren't we? Yeah. Paul, we've got uh, quite a few questions, haven't we, to uh, ask Ian. Do you want the? Are we going to do the official questions now, or if you want me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to very quickly say, I think Karanka's preferred formation. He's four two three one, but he hasn't got that number ten nailed no. down, has he? No, 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 no. You know, no. Tumel had a chance, Crowley's had a chance, yeah. and, and um, McGree's had a chance, and nobody's really made that shirt their own, have they? No. We're just on the back. Hind uh, says you can see what he's trying to build, uh, but after all Birmingham have suffered over the years, you can understand impatience. But yeah, Karanka is a good manager. We will be watching the game tomorrow. Too mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Too right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. right. First, on, first question then, Ian. Chris Rice is asking, did Ian grow up supporting the uh, them up the road? That was the whole game, your first game as well. <laughs> Wait, my parents were born in Aston. They were, they were okay. going to play by uh, Pace Park. Yeah. So, obviously, my dad was a Villa fan. So, the first football I watched was basically when you were young, six, seven, my dad took me down to Villa Park. Then the we moved over to Wrights um, in the Radleys, which is, I used to go to Sheldon Comp. So, we were then right on the uh, King George V playing fields. So, then I started to go to Birmingham with all my mates, get the 69 bus, 17 as well, which was going from the police station in Sheldon. And I, all my all my football in them was to watch Birmingham um, with my mates as such. But my dad was an Arden Villa fan, so when I was young, my dad used to take me down to Villa, and I used to go down to Birmingham with my mates. So basically, you had a foot in both camps, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Anthony Garvey's asking: Do you remember your debut at Middlesbrough alongside Kevin Langley, and didn't Andy Kennedy go in goal as Roger Roger Hansbury went off injured? Yeah, that's it was. I think I come on the Thursday from Ipswich on loan, um, <laughs> and I scored. To be fair, we drew one-one and scored. And I think yeah, Kevin Langley had signed the same week as myself. Uh, Andrew got injured, and yeah, Andy Kennedy went in, and he, I remember he saved the ball. We drew one-one, or we were one. They looked to right near the end, 
and he's uh, the ball hit him on the head, hit him on the nose, hit him anywhere but apart from his hands. But he can see, we can see he right at the very end, if I remember right. Yeah, we're yeah. doing one-one. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, and Anthony Garvey again. He said it was at Mansfield when we lost five-two, um, and uh, obviously frustrations were high, and the fans, I think, were giving you a bit of stick, weren't they? And uh... oh, it's massive. I mean, I've, I said before, I think sometimes supporters <laughs> don't understand that players have got emotions as well. And when I joined yeah. and obviously Gary Penge was a manager and Ken Weldon, you saw the promised land. And then in six months, I mean, Steve Whitney, who was one of the better players, he got sold off. Steve Wigley, he got sold off. Um, and we were heading down into the third division then, wasn't it? From the second to the third yeah. division. Yeah. Um, I was very frustrated and I shouldn't have reacted in the manner I did. We got beat 5-2 at Mansfield. It didn't help that Dave McCoy, who was the manager at the time, I think as well, he'd give me a bit of stick. And yet I was probably the only experienced one there who was trying to help everybody else. Which was the, we had a youngish team then. And I reacted to something I shouldn't have reacted to. And I did apologise yeah. for the time. And you apologised again. But I, I, I'm a, when I played, I was emotional. And if things weren't yes. going my way or someone upset me, then I'll make sure that I got them back. Or if someone mm-hmm. give me a clap on the nose, I'll make sure they got it back as well. <laughs> yeah. And you're always the type. I was... I never classed myself as what would be a, a terrific footballer, but someone who had a bit of heart. Um, I was captain at every football club because managers wanted you basically to pull everybody together. And Birmingham at that time, we had a young team and you were trying to pull everybody together. Um, probably didn't play as well as what I did at Ipswich or Sunderland or previous clubs because of the pressure that we were under as well. I felt a lot of it as a little bit of pressure because you were a local lad as well. And I didn't come back to Birmingham well, I had the opportunity to go to other clubs um, to basically end up in the scenario we did when I was playing. We yeah. basically relegated. And, yeah. and it was awful. I felt terrible. And mm. before I reacted. And I uh, said before, we were all emotional someday. I, I regretted it. But again, it was uh, your emotions wrong high. So, yeah, I apologise then. I'd always apologise now because basically the player shouldn't do it. But I did. Mm. It's done. Done with. No, I think over the years, over the years, we've had players throw shirts down, we've had players storming off, you know, and, and it just shows that they care, I think, you know, and, 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 and even, when it, even when I hear that, like, people, when people kick off in the dressing room or, you know, you even see it on the field as well. I mean, Bowyer and, 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 and Kieran Dyer, obviously, for years ago and stuff like that. It just, oh. I mean, it's not a great, that's not a great thing, but it shows they care, doesn't it? I think oh. we've even thing. had fans throw season tickets on the pitch. Yeah. 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 So it goes yeah. both ways. Mm. I don't think, I think about both. I mean, you, you hit the word on the head there. I don't care what you are. You've got to care. Yeah. And if you care, you've got you, you've got emotions about you as well. And you care, but then you see other people around you that maybe you're playing with who don't care. And then you react sometimes in a manner that you, you shouldn't. And you react, you react to the wrong kind of... I mean, I, I reacted to the supporters in the end. Mm. And you shouldn't do it. It's, it's as simple as that, but... It, it, at the time, the, the period of time I was playing at the club, it wasn't a great period. And, mm. I mean, every game was a struggle to get through. I mean, I remember one game we played Barnes at home and then we got we got beat 5-3. I think I might have scored in the game. And uh, you, you were, we're playing then in front of 5,000, 6,000 people. And we were going down towards the, the station road end again where you, you go into the tunnel, into the dressing rooms. And... Uh, all the supporters congregating then there was the player we're going down there's tea being thrown at us and everything but again all the players the younger ones especially that were coming the clerks and the frames everybody gave everything and you can't not that and sometimes I think the punters they pay the money they're entitled to their opinion 
Mm. But it's not always the players that, that create the mess on the pitch. It's the people up above. And for me at Birmingham that two period of time, it was Ken Weldon just wanted to cut, 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 and cut it to the bone. And he did. And as players, we suffered. And yeah. I, before I, I was proud to come back and play for Birmingham. You were a local lad. Um, and believe it or not, I did have the opportunity at the time. We had, I think I'd only been there about two weeks and we played, it was the Lord Mayor's Trophy, if I remember right. And we played Villa at Villa. And it was just a, like a, an afternoon game. And yeah. they'd let all the, the kids in uh, from the schools. And I'd only been there about two weeks and I was on loan initially. Um, Graham Taylor was the manager of, uh, of Villa. And Dennis Booth, who was one of his assistants, had pulled me after the game and wanted me to, would you come to Villa, not sign for Birmingham? I said, no, 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 I'll give my word. I'm staying where I am. And that is a true story, by the way. So you could have ended up going there and playing for Villa, but I didn't. I stayed at Birmingham. And people say, well, you're stupid. You should have. But I said, no, once I've given my word, you're honest. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I did. It was, it was just a horrible period to be playing at the football club under the circumstances it was. Mm. I was proud to come back as assistant manager with Terry Cooper and play and we got promoted and I felt I gave something back then but that that years when I played I mean I think I probably felt it more than anybody because I was I was the experienced one I was a local lad as well mm. and I did really by the way it was a horrible yeah, yeah. horrible period horrible period Sorry, was. And, um, Anthony Garvey says the fans were out of order at Mansfield I said fair play to Ian at least you showed some bottle and he's also commented Kevin Langley Colin Robinson and Ian scored in the 3-5 Home loss to Barnes. Yeah. Well, that's well, your question. Would you say that that's why Troy Deeney won't come and play for us? Um, uh, may well be. I don't. I don't know. I no. He, he should want to play for the club. He's a Birmingham man. He's a Birmingham supporter. As, as he said, he wouldn't play for the club. I don't know. I would have. Thought that would have been. But you know. I think I think it's probably every, probably every, the eighty grand the eighty yeah. grand a week might not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's that what someone's doing it. Yeah. I would have thought he would have come. Okay, Birmingham lad, he did choose the charms he would area. He's mm-hmm. always said he wanted to play for the club. Well, here's your opportunity. Come and play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they say, well, come and do it. It's like saying, well, yeah, I'm a supporter. He said, no, I want to play. Well, here's your opportunity. You're not playing at Watford. If the opportunity arose and they put the money up for him, um, even on loan. Come back and play, Troy. You know what I mean? Help the club out. Good bit, you know what mm. I mean? And that might be the key to something and unlocking something that could push the club further up. So mm. we're deep- just that's just we're short of it, a Troy Deeney. Yeah, he'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we need we yeah, we definitely need another striker, that's we, for sure. We want somebody to knock him in for fun, really. That's what you You know what well, I, I always said before, I mean I probably it was a horrible period when I, when I joined, but then as it moved on a year we started to have a lot of Birmingham people who cared for the club. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, there's that many, and Troy would be one that could probably pull them all together. Mm. But Birmingham at heart, he'd have the supporters behind him as well. And he could lead and he could drive them through it. The yeah. second year I was there, at, um, when the kids started to come through, the Clarksons, the Frains, the Piers, the Sturridges, the Tates, suddenly mm. give a bit of heart back into the club. Yeah, and they all got thrown in the first team under difficult circumstances. And if the team would have been doing well, they probably would not, maybe not got their opportunity. And then later we signed up here and we signed Gailey as well. Do you know what I mean? And suddenly the heart came back into the club yeah. and the spirit. And one thing is, all talk with Birmingham is it's it's, a, it's like a Man City, Man United. Man City was always a, the working men's club. It was hard. Do you know what I mean? It was a, you have a go. That that is the the ultimate. And mm-hmm. and sometimes it's Clubs have managers of, of that trait, but also players as well. And it probably 
again, someone like Troy coming back with a Birmingham background as well, I might just go and lift everybody. So there's your challenge. Get Roy, get him back in. Stephen Gill's asking, what is your favourite game in a blue shirt and why? Do you know, I've, I've wrapped my brains all the way through. At the end of the day, I've, I've got to really say, <laughs> probably my debut, if I'm brutally honest, because it was mm. middle of I'm going back, or, or then we're going to the end of the season. Uh, the last game was Leeds, I think. Well, I just joined on loan. Tatey made his debut when he was 16, was he 17? And he, it was a Friday night. Friday night, the yeah. Year, the following year was 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 horrible. And I can't, I'm not trying to think of a game where I can say, that was an outstanding game. That was a game you really, really enjoyed. I mean, we did play the Villas run the cup, believe it or not. We got, we got battered a couple of times, didn't we? Mm. But in the league, I'm thinking, I can't really think back to a real standout game to say, I really enjoyed that. The following mm. year, obviously, when we got relegated, it was like the first game crew. I think we won 3-0 at home, something of that nature. Um I see more standout games when I came back as assistant manager and I played and I coached as well. And I had a couple of games at Leighton Orient and Bradford City. And they give me they give me a bit of pride as much as anything because at least I could put something back on the playing side. I think I only had about five or six games in that mm. promotion year because the majority of my duties were assisting Terry and coaching the first team. So mm. I, I really struggled to say that. Yeah, I mean, I can I can look at the Barnsley game and and, and thing of that nature in Crystal Palace away, and you think, oh my God! But at that period, honestly, it was it was it was wasn't a nice time to like. Yeah, I mean, it was great to play for the club, but the actual team we 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 were a very very poor team, mm. and I find yeah. it very difficult. And that's just being honest. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, go, Paul. Um, do you know how uh, Terry Cooper is, Ian? He was. He's in Tenerife, um, oh. which he's, he's had his place there for a long, 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 long while. Um, I'm just trying to think where he was in Tenerife. Mm. He'd, he had his cancer. I think I'd, I'd seen Mark. I see Mark, his son, because Mark lives in Solihull still. Oh, I know how his dad is. Yeah, he still lives in Solihull. And I asked him how his dad is at the time. He says, fine, he's, he's recovering. So, but he's out in Tenerife. I think Ron goes out there. Ron Atkinson also got, he's got I think he's got a place there. And Ron, yeah. more than anybody. Um, but I think he's he's okay, uh, okay. and he's covered. But no, say he's very guy, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. great. Yeah. I wrote him a letter actually after the uh, infamous Stoke game. Don't know whether you remember that one, do you? Was that when everybody come on the pitch? I'm not sure. Was yeah. I there then? I wasn't sure. I'm not yeah. sure I was there then. I don't know. But I, I wrote him a letter and, and and said like you know don't give up. Don't, don't no. just because of morons don't give up. And he wrote me such a lovely letter back. I've got it in my museum, and. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, it was a, a nicely worded uh, letter. I wasn't expecting anything back. Handwritten yeah. back in them days with a stamp on it as well. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it was it was great. To, I mean, one thing he did is my because I, I, when I left the, the club and I went to Colchester um, as player manager, the the idea was I was going to go there, and they'd said to me, "Look, we want you to come back, go and get a bit of experience." And when I when I came back as the assistant, hmm. he wasn't quite sure whether Terry was going to be come from Exeter or not. He was like they were trying to prize him away. I think for the first three weeks, we'd gone over to Ireland um, and I'd set up all the pre-season for him when I came back. But he wasn't sure whether Teddy was going to be the manager. And if not, then I was going to take over, which I was fine because, again, I was still learning the trade as much as anything. But he, he let me have my head. He let me get on with it. But he had, he had a wonderful experience about him to know when I, you, were, you were doing a bit of coaching, might be defending, whatever it was. 
when you could see the players, I thought, well, I've had enough. And then he used to step in and go, thanks, Ian. And I'm like, oh, there's steam coming out my ears, you know what I mean? But <laughs> wow. he, that's the sign of a good manager. He, he, Definitely. He stood, he listened, he looked, he listened, and then stepped in when he thought was right. And he was a good manager, Terry Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last of the official questions, Nick, sorry. Um, Jason Hughes is asking, what, what are your memories of the double pitch invasions during the last game of the season in 1990 against Reading? Uh, think, think Blues fans were trying to get the game stopped as we were losing and going to miss out on the playoffs. Mad game and atmosphere. <sighs> Do you know, my overriding thought, we ate, we, we came off the pitch, and I can still see visually now, we, the pitch invasion came on, didn't it? And we, we, we had to go off the pitch. And <laughs> in fancy dress, weren't they? The punters were, the supporters were all fancy dress. And I always remember a Pink Panther taking a swing at someone. <laughs> 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 so someone might be listening to this. There might have been a Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, yeah. By the way, there's a Pink Panther and somebody had a swipe at someone, like a Batman or something like, you know what I mean? And the next thing <laughs> I became the Batman lying on the ground. <laughs> and we all got to the pitch and then we all come back. Honestly, we came back on. But, um, I mean, that was the overriding. I think I'd been out injured and I wanted to come back and play in that one. And I'd, I'd missed about the last four games, I think, and, came back and, and actually played in that game because you wanted to play. You know what I mean? It was the last yeah. game. We were getting relegated anyway, but you wanted to play. And, and yeah. I did. Cool. We, uh, I think we were about three down in 10 minutes. <laughs> my, money, <laughs> my money would have been on Batman there. Ian is a good talk. Pink Panther come from the back. Nick, Nick. Great show coming from Joe Donahoe. Great show, lads. Ian's a great talker. Knows the score for real with the Weldons, etc. Of the low crowd. Thanks so, uh, so much, lads, for the time and work you put into the show. So grateful, Joe. Endorse it. Keep right on. Thank you very much, Joe. That's a nice comment. Nice comment. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Nice comment. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And good show. Yes, sir. That uh, that Reading game was my ex-wife's first ever game. What's the significance? Significant. <laughs> came up. And she was just this every week. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the horses, we were sat in the main stand, right? Um, this was like, not the main stand, so the railway, in the railway. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we walked through. Wish them one up in Villanelle! And as we walked in, there was oh, a little drift over her. And yeah. uh, she says, oh, you got a water leak. I says, no, that's from the toilets. Went at half time to get a pie and they served it on a piece of ripped off brown. The police came on with the horses as well. The horses yeah. on the pitch. We can't remember going back. We come back on the pitch, didn't we, afterwards? And there was yeah. fucking horses had like shit everywhere all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh god them were the days so so nick you just wanted your ex-wife to be as miserable as we are is that what it was, <laughs> she was roundabout way yeah. yeah it worked that's why she's now your ex-wife <laughs> i'm not sure if um i'm not sure if you're going to mention if we were going to mention it but obviously the death of maradona as well and i remember the oh, time when he was linked with, remember the time when he was linked with blues <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah 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 
I think it's just a rumour, surely. No problem, Trevor. Anytime, anytime, mate. If you've got any questions yourself, Trevor, you just write them on that board, my friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, had it, we had it for about three summers, didn't we? I think Sullivan was trying to sell season tickets. I mean, we went with John Pierre Papin, Maradona, <laughs> yeah. and Kenneth Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We went for Ricky Otto in the end, didn't we? <laughs> I think we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's quality, isn't it? That's quality. <laughs> no. Kenneth Anderson, he just got like, he was one of the top goal scorers in the 94 World Cup, and he's going to come to Blues. Yeah. Ian, sorry, Ian, did, did you ever uh, cross paths with Maradona? Did you ever meet him in your coaching or anything? No, not at all, I've had, um, I mean, in the last 12, 13 years, I wanted to do something different with the coaching, so I've, I've like for Sunderland, then Everton, um, and the Villa asked me back to do the European as well, and then Wolves. I've had like 12, 13 years abroad, so basically going into South America and all around Europe, like looking at players. But I've never, never come uh-huh. across Aaron Donner on on the on the on the journey like you know what I mean. So, but he was um, some. Player. I was going to say, oh, do you yeah. think he's the best of all time? Do you think, or would you still say that Mantle go to Pele? To be fair, I was lucky enough to see Pelly play, believe it or not. It was going, um, went too much to the World Cup. Again, it was going back to my dad and his roots of, of the villa. And it, I think it was Santos. Uh, it was the minor strike. Remember many, many years ago. Would that be 70s or late 60s? With the late minor, and, and, and Santos played at Villa Park in the mm. minor strike. And there was three floodlights on. It was a generator. And my dad had took me down and Pelly was playing for Santos. So... That was my only real shot of, of, of Pelly, to be fair, playing for Santos. I think Sullivan tried to sign him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to sign everybody there as well. He'd never come yeah. up. No yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, they, all, they all tried it. Never I think happened. Daddy needed a few more players. He didn't have enough. Do you remember when we were linked with Vinnie Jones as well and he said he couldn't trap a bus? And he said it's probably because he parked in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda's written in. She said uh, that her and Jeremy are both watching. Come on, Blues! Come on, Blues! 1-0. <laughs> and then she's asking Ian, what do you do for work now? I did. The last 12 years, 13 years, I've been uh, travelling around Europe and South America just doing recruitment. Oh, um, I had recruitment for the stuff and that. So initially it was... I got, the coaching <laughs> I really enjoyed and the managerial side, but I got fed up of being like that, what I call in the lower leagues... Like your one-trick pony, where you, as I said before, you've got your players, yeah. you get them up, you set them out the store, you get the best out of them. But if you try to be clever with them, you're going to get relegated, or you do some of the daft. And I, I'd done that too much. I want to do something different, so I got the opportunity at Sunderland, to be fair, to set up a whole European network for them about 13 years ago when they just got promoted to the Premier League when Roy Keane was manager. So I set it all up. Then I moved to Everton, and I've been at Wolves the last 18 months, and then about. Two months ago, um, again, Europe, you're not going to, you can't get out there, you can't get to any games. Um, and I just decided, well, rather than just sit and watch a video or three or four videos a day, which they'd like you to do, that I'd, I'd do something different at the moment. I've just been, my, my son's got a, a company called P Performance, and it's just all uh, samba and it's flexibility, movements. And I've been helping him through the summer, to be fair, and we've We've done very well. We've had a lot of Birmingham lads, to be fair, who've come out of the academy, the the Callum, the Sullivans and the Rico Browns and uh, Fogarty's lad. 
Um, and we've had, we've had half a dozen of them and our, our sessions on, on flexibility and mobility, uh, things that people don't do now. And it's, it's all born out of a lad called Roger Spry, who lives in Tamworth, but has worked with Mourinho, Ronaldo, Messi, and he lives in Tamworth. But there's only Ron Atkinson who's ever given the opportunity here when he was manager of Villain Sheffield Wednesday. So it's it's just all about movement and using your body and how to use your body. So I've been basically helping my son over the last three or four months do that. So as I said before, in terms of the games, you can't get to any games at the moment anyway. Mm-hmm. Sonny Clay's asking, uh, how does Ian rate Birmingham City fans in relation to other team support? How much difference does the support make to players given the current circumstances? I, it's vital, honestly, especially when things aren't quite going so well. And again, I, I, it's an emotional game and players get emotional as well. Now, I'm not sure they can take the stick like we used to years ago. And you used to take the stick and you used to use it as banter. Do you know what I mean? And, and people could take a bit of to and fro in. But it's not so much now. And I, I think it's a, it's a world where now the, the, the players need the support. And it's going to be ironic, I think, when the lockdown finishes and the punters go back into the, the, the grounds and, and suddenly players have got to perform again in front of spectators. Yeah. Um, at the moment, they're getting a bit of an easy ride and they've got to use their own motivation to, to get themselves going. So it's going to be interesting like when, they, when the, the players come back. As, as a club, I always, I, I, again, I've, someone who has said to me, now you're going to play for Sunderland, Everton, Birmingham, Ipswich, Oh, you'd be delighted, mm. and all them first three clubs, Sunderland, Everton, Birmingham. I, I always found that they, they were the similar kind of supporters, where they were they, they liked the hard work, they liked the graft, they liked people to have a go, but they also liked to play. But the fundamental was you give everything, and you had the shirt on, and you went for it. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I was delighted. I'm, I'm very lucky to have played for them three clubs because they're all the similar kind of Elkwood supporters, where probably. <laughs> Yeah, the main Sunderland with Newcastle, Everton with Liverpool, Birmingham with Villa. So uh, you're proud to have played for all for all those clubs of that nature. But the supporters are so vital, I think now, especially because of this the modern world where people don't have as much banter now as what we used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ian, who was the best player you played with at Blues and in your whole career? I think what would just me this, you know, out of everybody, I, mean, I was really lucky enough. And I was at Sunderland, I played with people like McCoist, who, who, who yeah. come in. And I was Everton with, we, 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 I was looking to be in the championship side. You know, I mean, when they won the title in 85. So you had your, your, your Sharps, your Stevens, your Ratcliffs, and all this kind. Mm-hmm. Ipswich, I was lucky with, with Terry Butcher. Um, again, they were selling everybody off at the time because of the Pioneer stand. They had to go and fund that. Bobby Robson just left. So all the big players had gone apart from. Terry, McCall, Paul Cooper. But out of everybody I've ever played with, you know, and I only played with him for six months, Frank Worthington was a genius. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, Frank Worthington. And he, people say about Frank flamboyant. I mean, on the little stories, I mean, when he came to Sunderland, we were bottom of the league and then suddenly we'd we'd finished about halfway up the league, I think, in his first year. And he was great. I mean, I was fortunate then to be captain of Sunderland as well. And, the whistler go, the referee blow the whistle, and we're ready to go out, and everybody's like this, come on, lads, we're going to have a go. And there was Frank in front of the mirror, and he'd get his hair, and he'd go, <laughs> he hadn't got his shorts on, and he'd go over, and we'd have to be waiting for him. I'm like, we were dying to get out. I'm like, shorts on and everything. And he was a genius, man. Definitely. Again, he used to come to Sunderland, and I used to go on the pitch with him at Roca, um, in two afternoons a week with him. And people didn't think they just thought he was flamboyant and 
didn't work hard. That the bloke was a genius, an absolute yeah. genius. And have everybody, he keeps coming back to me because of his ability and his skill. And also, I got on really well with him, and he looked after me as well. So, yeah, yeah. Frank was as good as anybody for me. And what about yeah. at Blues? What, what would you say at Blues was the best player you played with? I think potentially Tatey was yeah. one who, because I said before, it was a difficult period. I mean, the year that we got relegated as such, I mean, everybody had gone and the young kids had the head. It was it wasn't a good period. It wasn't a good team. And we weren't blessed with a lot of terrific individuals. It was as simple as that. But then Tatey, I think that the, I joined in deadline day on loan or just before. And then Tatey made his debut against Leeds the last game of the season on a Friday night. And Tatey was a talent. And yeah. then I was unlooking at the play in the same game when he did his cruciate. And I think yeah. I was like four inch away. And it was one of those games, one of the six games I played. Um, I said, I'll tell the story. When I came back as the assistant manager and Tatey and uh, Bill Colwell, who since passed away as well, he was like there with Terry and he was intermentioned bringing me back. Um, Palladini then, Gianni, was always hanging about when he, you know I mean, the agent and he was uh, rather yeah. an agent and that. And whether it was Palladini or not, but there, there were talk that AC Milan wanted him. Oh, yeah, it's a true story. And yeah. it was all in the back. And I always remember Palladini saying to all, go on, we've got a deal lined up, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And, oh, well, I think it was Colwell or Terry went, well, we we'll take 750. And and, and uh, Palladini gave it, no, no, you've got, to, you've got to go a million first because if you go under a million, they'll think he's rubbish. <laughs> 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 and they just came to the and AC, AC Milan then were batting on the door. Then he had his injury and Futchy had wow. his injury. But oh, probably never recovered from that, by the way, but yeah. he, he could have been some talent. Yeah. Tighty like what I mean, he, yeah, he, he was unlucky Tatey. with injury, wasn't he? He, was. he missed out on Wembley, didn't he? 91. He was unlucky a little bit with injury, but also yeah. then I think with the recovery as well. At the time, it was a long recovery and frustration got all the Tatey in the end, and he didn't probably get where he should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, Cruciates at that time weren't right now. Everybody can go and have get to sports science and they can go through and have this operation and that come back very quickly, but then. It was a bad injury that finished a lot of players. It doesn't happen there. Some interesting comments coming in. John Smith just wanted to say to Ian, supported the Blues during those hard times in the 80s. Ian's driving force in difficult times. You always gave 100%. Linda wants to tell me that I've got to get the first round in when we finally get back to bar eight. Yeah, (laughs) That's the most important thing. (laughs) And... uh, <laughs> uh, Sally, bring the uh, fig rolls with you when we when we get back. Oh, they're disgusting. Bre- Brenda's asking, can uh, can you ask Ian who was the best manager you played under and who was your best friend at Blues? Um, manager, but we really got to look. Alan Durban was very good for me. Um, I was a young kid at Shrewsbury when Alan took over from Morris Evans, who since passed away as well. And it was Alan that took me to Sunderland. But really, Howard Kendall, I mean, I can't... I mean, Bobby Ferguson, who came to Birmingham as assistant manager with Dave McCoy, he had a hell of a brain. He was way ahead of his time. But you can't... I can't really go above Howard Kendall because of what he achieved. And, like, Howard was just so laid back is what he did. You know what I mean? He always knew his best team. Um, And I joined Everton from Sunderland, but I'd been out three months and I'd only been training one day. But it was going to be difficult to, to dislodge Ratcliffe and Mountfield anyway at the time. So I was looking to get the game that did him. But I seen how it would work and he was he was terrific. But it was so laid back. Oh, incredible. 
but he was harsh at times as well. If you had to give it you, he'd give it you. But he, he always knew his best team, picked his best team regardless. If I'd come in and had three good games, made no difference. Blackcliffe mm-hmm. back in or Mountfield come in. So for me, I can't go any further than that. From Birmingham, really, I've, I feel I've always kept in touch with Clarkey. Uh, and to be fair, when I was manager in Northampton, like you, you came back for your Birmingham influence. When I came, obviously, Clarkey came, Franey came, Dean Pierre, Gailey. Uh, who I took in as well, and and so, um, and Gleghorn as well. To be fair, was always a good friend of mine because of when I was at Ipswich, Nigel signed from CM Red Star or Blue Star, uh, and came to Ipswich. So, probably those as much as as much as anybody. Those are people I keep in touch with. Mm. He was my first. He was my first favourite player, Gleghorn. Oh yeah, he was very yeah. <laughs> underrated. He came in, mm. Bobby first brought him in from CM Red Star. Um, and we were in the first division then as well. Uh, and he came in and he's got terrific talent. I mean, again, in, in, in my team, I mean, Rogerson and Gleghorn, you, you couldn't wish for two better wide men. No, uh, no, no. They yeah. each other. And I think they got how many goals? So they, they, they were instrumental for raising the promotion. Yeah. With yeah. The goals Absolutely. that they got. They got it around the back post as well. Nigel was terrific in the air. I mean, he had a big head. Probably called him Bruce Blockhead. Um, <laughs> if you saw the size of his head, like it was bigger than the body, and he weren't hard to Rogerson's quality around the back post. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do feel you've kept in touch with people. I wouldn't say anybody's like a direct individual saying, "Oh, he's my best mate," but kept in touch with everybody. So, well, as many people as you can, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. In, in the football, yeah. a lot of people that, as again, the, I had to look through the team sheet. Say, blimey, I forgot about him. <gasps> forgot about him as well. Where are they now? And yeah, it's just one of those things in football is that sometimes we don't always keep in touch with our t- uh, teammates that we should. So I keep in touch with a lot of people from Sunderland and Everton still, and I do with Birmingham. So like a variety in the mixture. Yeah. Have you got I'm any? Not... Sorry, I was going to say. Uh, sorry, and have you got any mementos from your days at Blues? Any souvenirs or anything like that? Any shirts or anything? Uh, yeah, I got. To be fair, I probably got more. I played in the over 35s, didn't I? I used to, oh, play, yeah. you know, so we used to play in them games as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I have. I've got shirts of, of things of that nature. The, the one thing probably the my biggest disappointment, and I got the real unpopularity fair, was when we uh, we got promoted, and I felt as though you, you, you're a part of something and give it back. And then we went to Wigan and got beat on the Tuesday, I think. Then we got beat by Stockport on the Saturday. Mm. And I wouldn't speak for a week because the player, I'd got the hunt with everybody, the players. I got the hunt with Terry as well, to be fair, because we got promoted, but you want to go and win the title. Yeah. You want to win that medal, don't you? And so of course, yeah. who, who remembers was- the champions? Mm. Yeah. What year was that? That would be... 91-92, wasn't it? Yeah, 91-92. Yeah. Was that a night game up at Wigan when it was absolutely hacking it down? Yeah, I think it we, was. We, we got beat. Yeah, then we, we went... Was to in the Congo, sliding down in all the mud. Uh, I think I was at that game as well, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I was going to be done that too fair. That would have been probably the most memorable thing you would have had from your Birmingham days. You had yeah. the promotion. But when, when you get that far, I, you wanted to win the medal. It's simple. Yeah. Well, I've, got a badge, I've got a badge in my museum, Ian, which says Birmingham City Division Three champions yeah. in that year. Right. Yeah. We never, I've got an official badge which we just got that we got to the we won the won the league and we never did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's only got Clinton beforehand, you know what I mean? Mm. 
We got um we got a live question coming in from Mick Greaves, uh, Ian. He's asking who was your tough, who was the toughest player you ever played against. Well, you think in them days there was like now you, the the, uh, the big people like your Mick Arthur, just not about no There's more. No tough no one, guys now. No. No, one, no, no one wants to play like that. In in that period when I played, I mean every week you had someone like Gary Burtles, who was a big lad. He wanted to do it. Big Mick was as was as again was as as a hard opponent as anybody because when that ball came in the box, I said, people put the ball in the box. You had got a headache, but when you headed it, you always knew you got a belt as well off Mick. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of physicality, Mick was a better player as well that people give him credit for. They give him this exterior of like, he was tough and he was hard, but he could play as well, by the way. And I remember playing against Mick when he made his debut for Lincoln um, against Shrewsbury. And he came on a substitute and Lincoln had another massive striker who used to play for West Brom called Percy Freeman. And he went off. He got like sunken eyes. And you think, well, he's gone off. Oh, that's good. Then Mick came on. Dearie me. And suddenly, <laughs> I mean, it was like elbows everywhere. But always oh, give me a clattery, Mick. I remember playing in the, uh, the this, I think it was the third round of the FA Cup at Sunderland. And he's give me a right strike older line. Ended up, I had to go off. And But yeah, that was part and parcel of the game. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. he. It was tough. The quick strikers at the time, the, the two probably were Tony Cotty and Paul Walsh. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they could twist and turn. Um, they were different type to Mick, but Mick was hard to play. Gary Thompson was the same, similar kind, you know what I mean? You, they were big, like, you had to handle them. And also, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to be clever enough when you knew you could win the ball. And I was only 5'11". You know I mean, they're six foot. And a lot of the time, it was just, I had to shout them up. <laughs> I was a drop off. To me. Yeah. So you had to you had to be clever all the time with these people. But there was two different types. There was there's yeah. the Nick Arthur type, but the two sharper ones and so were Paul Walsh and Tony Cotty. They were yeah. like the ones now that people use. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Peter Beasley as well was good, wasn't he? Um, oh yeah. Oh they all I mean to fair you got to look at Man United. I mean there was when uh, Whitesiders as well, do you know what I mean? We're yeah, yeah. Not boxing out still. you think well, White Siders been injured, oh, that's good. Then suddenly Mark Hughes, I think, made his own debut. It was his debut. First thing, you were stamp on my toe. You think, gee, I mean, I was like a bull in a china shop. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. But every week you face someone that was a difficult opponent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In yeah. a different way. It was someone was strong in the air. You knew you were going to get a clatter. I mean, I got about 30 stitches in the head, but you just got on with it. You got in half point. They went one of these stitched you up and you went back out. Yeah, you know that's me? right. Yeah. Blood coming down your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like it. So, like, there was different types. I mean, Alan Brazil, when in his in his heyday before he was injured, he was a good player as well. He was sharp and he was quick. And Ipswich had a hell of a side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. there was... There, there was two different types every week that you played against. It was that big man, little man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. How yeah. the game has what changed. Was the, what was the banter like amongst the lads of Blues and when you was there? Obviously, any good pranks or anything you can tell us about in the dressing room or any, um, good, funny, any funny stories? It became like it was a youngish kind of dressing room at the time. You know what I mean? So everybody was were pushed up. But in, in terms of the, the, the actual dressing room itself, it, it was really quite quiet do you know what I mean we yeah it was honestly it was a strange period I mean one of the funniest stories ever I remember they were signed Carl Richards oh yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah. the disaster you ever. Were the best. <laughs> oh god well, we, we played at Bournemouth and he ran Vince Overson ragged and we signed him on the strength of that so we'd actually brought him in and 
he came in. He came in. Ken Weldon had promised him. Must have promised him a car. So anyway, I remember him going into the office, and then he's coming out of the office. He's like, and he's got in the car, and then suddenly he's come back in the office. He's ranting and raving. Mark, I'm on the car. We're coming. Come, what's the matter? He passed his test in an automatic. He's a manual. Car off him and never give him another one. one or nothing. And he couldn't drive a manual car. It was just honestly, he was someone. I mean, there was just some story as well. The one going back to the Barnsley game, and again, some people look at now and think, finally, we we got beat five three, and we're all sitting in the bath. And and John John Truick at the time, he hadn't had a he'd had a rough ride off the supporters as well. And, and at the time, the dressing room then was the back of the uh, station, so that your punters could get onto the over the the back of the um, uh, not the, the opposite end from the tilt, the, the railway end, and yeah. come round back, and we're all in the bath. And someone's hurled a brick, is true. I hurled a brick straight through the window with John Truick's name on, and we're sitting in the bath, and we've all like gone on a beach. But he's <laughs> 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 and we came out, but he got with, with John Truick on. But if I'm brilliant, it really wasn't like a massively banterous gesture because it was so young. And I, I'm not being funny when you're losing every week as well, which we were in that one period, it's hard to get any banter going. Mm. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was it was such a difficult period. And as I said before, and people say about heroes like now and the, the club going to back when when Bruce was there getting promoted. I think sometimes people forget of the players who've had the rough end of the stick <laughs> and how they've kept the club going. And it's not so much me, but the people like the John Frains, your Clarksons, your Pearsons, your Tateys. Yeah, I mean, they were like the lifeblood at the time, and mm. basically they, they they got the club going again, and because yeah. of that, they were youthful. And mm. they had hearts and they had a heart. For, they gave the heart beat back to the football club. Definitely. The kids yeah. the time when I was there. And I'll always say that, you know what I mean? And there was a couple of others underneath. The Red Robinson underneath came up as well. So yeah. they became the heartbeat. And, and they yeah. were great, by the way. I mean, as we go on, you get a bit more banter as well. But mm. honestly, it was such a difficult period. that Everybody used to come in a little bit well deflated, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, mm. it was really strange. Yeah. 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 I think although, although it sounds like a hor- you know a horrible period, it sounds like you know there was you were having some great times as well. Oh, we did. I mean, obviously, it was yeah. it, you'd have you'd have some fun about it as well. Do you know what I mean? But it was it was really difficult when the kids were coming through because the main thing is like you know what I mean they they were more focused and probably when Dave McKay came in. To be fair, he had his he'd, he'd been in uh, I think it was Egypt. Uh, and over there, he got affected by the sun, the pigmenting of his skin, and Bobby Ferguson just come in. It was, I think, it was his first, must have been his first day of training. So anyway, he'd, he'd come in, and we were at uh, Damson Lane in the, the training ground, and people were relieved that, but that Damson Lane was the best training ground in the Midlands, by the way, way before Buddy Maurice or yeah. anything like a state-of-the-art place. Mm. It was fantastic. So anyway, we're training down in the one pitch. Is pre- pre- some of the, old, the younger generation won't know what Damson Park uh, Lane is, but yeah, I do. <laughs> out, of the, out of the dressing room comes his bloke and he's wrapped up, he's got like a towel around his head, sunglasses, the visor on, and like you're thinking, I think it's something from Mars. And it was <laughs> it was sunny, he had to wear all this stuff on him because of the pigments of his skin. And the lads straight away started to call him crackers. It was just it was like 90 degrees, and he'd come out and I dressed and all you could see was like basically his eyes and the sunglasses. But no, I remember he, that. He was he was was he, was he actually the manager of Egypt, was he? 
I th- I'm not sure to be fair, but he probably But he did say when he was sunny, he had to he dressed himself up. You couldn't see his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say this first hour has absolutely flown by. Oh, that's crazy. Right, we've got a quiz coming up, Chris. Do you uh, introduce us to that, please? Oh yeah, so um so what's happening now is we've got a bit of a who going on. So you'll hear the who, right? Okay, and then you'll hear a voice after. Uh, probably about 25 seconds. We want you to tell us who it is. So quiet from the um, presenters, please. Like. Well, he's going to change it now. The, the leadership on, on the team, all these question marks that are the... They're the foundation of a successful team. And, and Arsenal have, have been lacking in, 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 that, in that measure. And, and the results and the style and the way that they're losing matches would, would indicate that. Well, let's just talk about his, his selection process for captaincy. Because it's interesting, isn't it? To, to almost put that out to the dressing room. It... So there you go. Ooh, that's, that's a difficult weird. one. Ah. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, Nick doesn't know, does he? Have you got it, Paul? No, I okay. Paul? Yeah, yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, it's my idea, so yeah. Uh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't beat inside knowledge. Pete, Pete Taylor said Jamie Redknapp. That's not, that's not correct. I'll give the only, obviously, this person has got blues links. Mm. I thought this. So, yeah, I thought that people would get this oh, straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But my he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got, um, Sue Lawley from Jason Hughes. <laughs> Sue Lawley. <laughs> Um, also, also, I've got um, a little picture that's going to flash up on the screen. You, 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 you four won't be able to see this, but uh, I just want people to have a look at this uh, picture. Remember it, because I'm going to ask questions about it later. There you go. So this Alan Pardew from Trevor Smith. Has he got blues links? Has he? No. Yeah. We nearly signed him as a manager once. Well, <laughs> I'm still laughing at Sue Law. <laughs> oh, that's a great picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my life. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah so, the, so, so he's got blues link. Should we give him one more listen? Okay, then I'll play it now. I'll give him, should we give him 10 seconds this time instead of 25? What do you reckon? The character, the backbone, the leadership on, on the team, all these question marks that are the they're the foundation of a successful uh, someone's team. Got it and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. done. Well done, Paul. 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 As well, yeah, does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was that, that 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 went on longer than I expected. Anyway, we've got a really hard one. Paul. Okay, can you yeah. flash your picture again, Chris, for a, for about twenty seconds? Uh, okay, then. So there's a lot uh, of information on that picture. So yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a couple yeah. of questions yeah. that I'm going to put uh, on the on the group later. So uh, uh, a little competition, might throwing a few goodies for people. Yeah, so, did you, uh, Ian? Did you know that? Did you know that was Matthew? I was, I was going to say. I was going to say. Believe it or not, I didn't know what they put in or not. The Upson gave it away to me. I thought Upson because of the Arsenal connection. Yeah, that 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 yeah, yeah. the voice. Ooh, that's Upson. Mm. He's, he's yeah, talking about Arsenal as well, Birmingham Arsenal. So I, yeah, it, it, yeah, I did. Um, in my mind, that's Matthew Upson. Yeah, some player, wasn't it? Oh, great! great player, yeah, yeah. him and Kenny. Yeah, that was a great combo. Oh, great combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, Wait. so assigned football or programs. Yes. And uh, how many tickets have we sold for at the moment, Mrs. Brown? Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, Craig will uh, let us know okay. later. But he has we sent are. me a text. Okay. 
football says, go. We're not going to let the sign football go until we've fulfilled two cards up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I haven't got the footballs to hand at the moment, but there is pictures of them on the Tilton Talk page. Now, it's two quid a go. Yep. Or five pound for three goes. And uh, as soon as the cards are filled, I'm sure Chris will do one of his two minute um, live ski scenes where he. Pulls a name out of a hat. Right? So <laughs> yeah, with a microphone are, this time. We are insistent. We are insistent that we fill those cards up and make some good money uh, for the Birmingham BHST, for uh, mm-hmm. uh, PTSD, for uh, the Paul Devlin's charity and Jeff Horsfield's charity. Birmingham 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 Birmingham. Did you say Birmingham Children's Hospital? Children's Hospital as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to... Okay, so this talk show is sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, also in conjunction with SAS Autos and the Garrison Coffee Company and our good friends at Borsi Labour Club. Now, we're also going out tomorrow night on Switch Radio. Don't forget that. So it's uh, Switch Radio. This this show goes out... Recorded. Uh, Chris will do his edits overnight and we'll go out on Switch uh, Yeah, they they just get the best bits. (laughs) <laughs> We've got a, a lovely, a lovely guest. We have a lovely guest next week, Chris. We have. It's our good friend, all the way from Miami. Yes. Is that our uh, actor friend? Actor friend, yeah. actor. We all wear ties next week, don't we? <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. Would not be nice to catch up with him and see uh, see what they've been doing over in America recently. Yeah, it's a lovely man, lovely yeah. man. Okay. Nick, okay. Nick, can I quickly just say that the the can we. If you go onto our group page, you'll see the uh, the donate link for that um, for the the balls thing. Yeah, perfect. The lucky. lucky and lucky uh, do you want anybody to send you a um, uh, a photograph of that payment once it's been made? I think I think uh, Craig's sorting that out. So Craig's sorting that yeah, out. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm just the monkey this week. All good. Uh, what else have we got for this week, Mrs. Brown? Anything? Uh, no, we're going to uh, we're going to do we're going to have the winner for that one next week. Yeah, and then hopefully, uh, either the week after, we're going to do the draw for the um, well, not the draw, but the auction for the shirt, the shirt, Liam Daisy's shirt. That's going to be live, is it? That's going to be live, yeah. And I'll sh- you, yeah. you can see it. You'll be able to see it in a bit. Hopefully, there we go. Oh, there you it's, go. It's it's around there somewhere. And, uh, mega thanks to Richard Whitehouse for supplying these two balls. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we wanted to do this a long time ago but obviously we haven't been able to but they've been in my very safe possession since and uh, you know they're still here <laughs> waiting there to be worn so please oh half time can nil boreham wood too well, that's interesting isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so please 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 have a go and see if you can win yourself a you know a signed a signed blues ball prior to christmas mm. so ian ian who was your football idol growing up mate um Probably Bobby Moore around there, you know what I mean? He was that he was that area when '66 you were nine then, so the '66 World Cup team really. Um, and Bobby Moore was always that icon, wasn't he? That was was pushed forward, and he was elegant, and he was a good footballer as well. Um, yeah. Probably Bobby Moore as, as much as anyway. Everybody will remember Jeff Hurst for the '66 World Cup final, which is great, you know what I mean? Because if people do, but if anybody, Bobby Moore, and it was just. Even when he went from West Ham to Fulham, do you know what I mean? You, 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 he was just the icon for me at that time. He was the captain of England. They won the World Cup. You can't be that. Can't no, beat it. No. I do remember that. And I was only six and a half, but I do, I do remember the day well. Five and a half, six and a half, like that. Yeah. Just, just, started, just started drinking then, hadn't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Little faggot. Oh, they were the days. So I'm gonna I'm, with my next question. I'm gonna test your memory now, Ian. So, what would you say playing for Blues when you was on the pitch? What would you say was the best goal we scored while you was playing? Your most memorable goal? I know it was a tough time, so you're gonna have to think hard. But <laughs> can't be many. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did it. Yeah. God, God. How many goals did you score, Ian? Was it six, seven? Not necessarily you. Not necessarily no, a goal that you scored, but the best goal that the team scored like while you were playing. Do you know, I, 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 again, I'm finding that very, very, very difficult. Hard to remember, yeah? In point, a goal, we were going back then 30. Yeah, it's a long time. Long, long, okay, long, long, long. In the meantime, Paul, can you do the 1-11, to 11, please, dude? Yeah, let's do the 1-11. to 11. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, got so, so we've got your... So, yeah, we've asked Ian, obviously, like we do with all our special guests, to pick his 1-11 to 11 from the players he played with for us. Um, so, yeah, we're going to ask Ian to do that as well now, at the same time as thinking about that goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you None of them scored. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've reached that milestone where we forget everything, Ian. Don't worry about it. Oh, four years on there, isn't it? 30 years on, it is 30 odd years on. 35. Yeah, be, yeah. 30 years ago was 1990, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four away then, Ian. Well, the team. Yeah, go on then. Yeah. The goal, I mean, it was a difficult period anyway at the time because all the, every keeper let them in anyway. Um, <laughs> Martin Thomas or, or Roger Hansbury were the two and if I had to pick one, it would be Martin Thomas. Right. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I liked so, it. Again, it wasn't easy for Tomo because I think in that team, the experienced players were Tomo, myself and Harry Roberts. That was his, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and Tomo was was uh, was the best at, the, at that time. To be fair to him, mm-hmm. yeah. That. Um, right back to be fair, I said before I've, I've gone for players basically who had a heart and wanted to. You know, I mean, we're Birmingham lads, and Ian Clarkson to me. I mean, it's been Kevin Ashley played a few games as well before he had his big move to Wolves. Um, but Kevin was a good player, but to me, didn't have the heart of Ian Clarkson. Clark, he had a, had a big heart, uh, yeah. and he was a winner. Um, and he could play a little bit as well, Ian. And he had that nasty streak, always called him Mutley. So uh, he always had a light to moan. So they clerk it right back. Left back, I'd take frame. Uh, again, yeah. he was another one of the youngsters who were coming through. Birmingham lad had a big heart about him as well. And also had a great left foot, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. Did. And they were both, yeah, well, he did. And to, yeah, to fair, obviously, I took him to Northampton as well. Frayne, like, you know what I mean? When Barry Fry probably didn't treat him particularly well. And I was lucky enough to get him out, and he, he got he got the winner in the ninety at the ninety third minute at Wembley against Swansea in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I take frame both fullbacks basically supported the fullback uh, the wide man rather than be a really adventurous. Although if any of them, Franey was a more adventurous centre half. Really, it was a difficult one as well because when we got relegated, it was people like Vince Overson and and that. And Vince was okay; he could head the ball and everything. We were very stiff, but. I'd go back to when I came back the second uh, as assistant manager and play with Paul Marden, who we took from Bristol City. Mm. I mean, Marden had a lot of pace. He went down to Liverpool as well for a week. Um, and by all accounts, did quite well. Terry had, had a good relationship with Graham Souness, let him go down there for a week. And uh, I, I don't know why that deal never came off because Graham was making good noises about him. But Paul had pace. The only thing Paul had was he was, because he had pace, like a lot of players, he's, 
he was a bit like all lackadaisical and waited for people. He waited to get for the ball. He wanted someone to have a run with, and suddenly mistakes occurred in his game. But I'd take Paul because of his pace. Yeah. The yeah. left side, um, yeah. Trevor Matheson. Uh, again, yeah. out of everybody, some the the punters might not think of it, but Trevor had a bit of pace as well. One thing they were both blessed with was pace, and Trevor was naturally left-sided. Uh, had a good left foot. Lovely lad as well, but he's a great kid. Had a big yeah. heart in Trevor as well. So that would be my back four mm. uh, yeah. that we actually played with. Great. I mean, going back to midfield, um, Rogerson out on the right yeah. uh, and Gleghorn on the left, of, as again before, I thought as two wide men, they were terrific and, and they could both yeah. score out that post. The goals were ultimately responsible for against promotion. Ian had terrific silky skills and Nigel had skill, but he was also a powerful lad around the back post. So as two wide men... I'd go Rogerson and Gleghorn. The midfield, uh, again, was a bit of a difficult one. I mean, Tatey uh, was 16, I think, when he played against Leeds and I played in the game before he got his injury. Uh, he was a, he was a terrific footballer, modern-day footballer, Tatey now, because he had energy and he could play. Um, so I'd have Tatey in the midfield with Dean Pierre, who probably wasn't the best footballer in the world, but complimented everybody else within the team. And again, I took him to Northampton. And if anybody got took out of position, Dean had terrific energy to go and cover. And he just fed the ball. He won it and he fed it. Um, and he would feed it to people like Tatey, who had terrific ability. So mm. midfield there, big leg on the left, Rogerson on the right, Pierre holding, Tate could go and go where he wanted because he was a terrific footballer. Um, the two strikers are such a good... I mean, going back, a lot of supporters, unless they're from our era... Might not remember Steve Whitten. Um, yeah, Steve, do you? Terrific, terrific ability, by the way. And he had a terrific shot on him. Um, mm. Again, probably came to the club when he, we, we weren't doing as well as what everybody wanted. He got very disillusioned. And I think he went from Birmingham, maybe to Ipswich. Um, I think he played at West Ham in the top flight, as he did with Coventry. I think he went to Sheffield Wednesday, Ian. Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. From Birmingham to Sheffield Wednesday with Ron. Big Ron took him to Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. He had terrific ability. He had a great shot on him and he could hold the ball in as well. Um, lost his way a little bit towards the end of his career. Liked to tot. Um, uh, <laughs> and went off the ropes that way. Play with him and I played with him, believe it. And that was Pescalido. And there's other people like Simon Sturridge as well who had a big heart for Birmingham. Who was a good player. Yeah. I, just shot Pesh. Um, I, I think I put down, I, I played with Pesh. He'd come over from Canada, uh, a lad called Tony Taylor, who was uh, Terry Cooper's friend, had recommended him and, and sent him over from Canada. And I played in the reserve game. His very first game for Birmingham was against Bristol Rovers in the reserve game. Mm-hmm. And I played in it with him. Um, and then we signed him straight after the game and he played. So I, I, I've only played one game, <laughs> but I played. Um, and I'd put Pesky, he worked very hard. Pesh did as well and he had the eye for a goal but it was his work rate as well and yeah. to me Steve Whitney would have been a perf Steve Whitten, Pescalido and Tate that they've got some ability about them as well and they'd, and they'd score goals all three of them so yeah. that would be my, my pairing up there I mean later on I'm, again I'm not quite sure whether I played with John Gale um, and Louis Donner who got pace as well and uh, say Gale had a massive heart and Hoppy had a big heart as well for Birmingham so um the, the team that I left, which was assistant manager when I was coaching everything, that had a lot more Birmingham, I called Birmingham Heart about it. And it wasn't a bad team, by the way. But one thing he did, as I said before, he'd give everything for the club. And they were, all of them were Birmingham lads. And he'd, he'd give the heart back to the club, by the way. And I don't think people probably 
recognise that at time, and and that was all due to the say the frames, your Clarksons, your Pearsons, your Sturridges, and your Tatis. They give the club heart. Stuff, mm. stuff. And who would be captain here? Um, out of that lot, I'd, I'd probably Clarkson. I think yeah. Clark, Clarkson, Clarkson, yeah. Clarkson was a leader. He, you know yeah. what I mean? And Clark, he was one of the types again that he would get annoyed, and he would get annoyed with people as well if they mm. they weren't pulling the weight. He would tell them, and that's why I called him Mutley. You know what I mean? His nickname was Mutley. And he had a heart. And I tell you what, if someone wasn't doing the job and yeah. he was upset, he'd put someone in Rosehead and all, by the way. And a big, yeah. a big blues yeah. fan as well. Mass, still yeah, massive blues fan. I mean, yeah. They had a heart for Birmingham. Mm. I mean, all of them. Tatey did, you know what I mean? And he yeah. did. But, and then your two fullbacks, and then Gailey came back as well. And at least we we got a heartbeat and hopping. We got a heartbeat back into the club. Yeah, yeah. Um, just as we left, and and that ultimately then got the rise up. And I think then Barry took over and took us down again. <laughs> 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 and then brought six, 60 odd players back with him. Yeah. He brought sixty odd players. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky was debut by the way. Was that against Cambridge and he scored two? Was it an own? Was it, oh, yeah, sorry, right. debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Own goal. And he scored. Then got an own goal as well. I remember <laughs> yeah, doing that. Yeah. Ricky looked back at Ricky. Yeah. So, um, no, so that's basically the team you picked there was what I think is as good at that period of time. But the big thing was it might have lacked a little bit of ability. We had a heart, and that yeah. got the that, that mm. heart got the club going again. I don't care what people say. No, no, you're mm. right, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So, Duff, okay, it's uh, we're actually into the last fifteen minutes of the show. Oh dear. That means oh, wow. Here we go. Uh, what we do is a bit of word association between football and, uh, and anything else that I can think of. And well, during the course of this show. I thought of a fruit and vegetable shop. Fruit and vegetable shop and football. Shop. You go. You've got 15 minutes. Okay. You must You must have one in mind, Nick, to start us off with. Uh, I, 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 I did. I can't remember it. <laughs> Useless. Got yourself a presenter. Yeah, I'm struggling. Uh, potato on love. Whoa. There we go. Potato on love. That's top of my head. Uh, apparently, you're a doppelganger for Sean, Sean Connery. I'm talking to you, Ian, not uh, not nope. Paul. Sean Connery <laughs> and Selwyn Froggy. Yeah, probably Selwyn Froggy more. <laughs> well, like the first time I've had a growth of this nature, by the way. I thought it, it uh, supported prostate prostate cancer as well for the month of the watch. It so oh, good. also funny. I thought well, I might shave it off tomorrow. <laughs> 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 We've got Robin Cabbage coming from Pete Taylor. Aubergine Martins, which is the best one. Aubergine Martins, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Robin Cabbage is quite good, though. That's quite good. What about Adam Adam Banana instead of Lalana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got Steve Marrow coming, Mickey Mellon. (laughs) (laughs) What what about about Spud Brocken? Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Very not, well. Not your there. best. Not your best, Mark. Oh, yeah. Ian, still no idea on this goal, mate. Steve Whitten must have scored a good one. I've got a book here. I'll keep going through the book. Go for YouTube. Get on Wikipedia, quick. He's Googling who he played for now. The thing is, he keeps from Rob Birmingham more. 
I can remember my goal. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of a Rogerson Gleghorn one. To be fair, they would have been as good. I mean, that's because they were the, the predominant ones in the second period when I came back at the club. And fair, but that was always round the back post. So, yeah. I've got a con- controversial one just come in from myself. Here we go, David Celery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the most hated man in Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! Uh, we've got Nikolai. I, 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 I can remember one goal. By the way, Pete, Pete, maybe Peterborough. I didn't score it, but I came on. We were losing one nil, and I came on with about ten minutes to go, and it was a vital goal. To be fair, Mark Cooper scored it. We drew one one with Peterborough. Yeah, and I rose round the back post and backheaded one back, and Coops put it in from about a yard. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was my sister. I'm, I'm really trying. I'm struggling. What's What's Mark doing now? Is he Mark? Mark Cooper. Is it? Uh, he's the manager of Forest Green. Oh, cool. yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he's got yeah. Odin Bailey, isn't he? Odin yeah. Bailey playing for Odin him. Odin Bailey, there, yeah. Oh, that's the, yeah. the Blues connection. Yeah. Going back, going going back to what? So, sorry, um, sorry, Chris. Going back to what you said, Ian, about Paul Marden going on trial to Liverpool. I read at the time that Mark Cooper went as well. Was that true? Do you know? I can't remember. It, it may well have done. I mean, bear in mind, take. People were surprised at the time, thinking, oh, Marden going to Liverpool. But Terry was very close to Graham Souness because of the Mis- uh, the Middlesbrough connection. They both played there. And I, I think remember reading it. Yeah, the bit of the friendship one as well. But apparently Paul mm. had done quite well there. And I don't yeah. really I don't know what happened. I'm not sure Mark went, but he may have done. I, I generally can't remember with that one. But as I said before, Mard's, Mard's had the potential. Mm. But he always had this little, what I call, wick. And he was basically, to me, always overconfidence. He was so quick, but he, he, you know, what I mean, he relied. He wanted to, he wanted to race with people rather than mm. actually do something and get in a position first or whatever it may be. Mm. And that was probably his downfall. I think from did he then to West Brom? I think it was. Yeah, he went to Albion. Yeah. 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 Did great kid by the way. He still is in Solihull. Yeah, yeah. He got yeah. He, he was capped by Wales as well, wasn't he? Uh, Mid nineties. Well, I didn't realise it was your fair. And I, Came on against Germany, I think it was. Yeah. I didn't know he was lovely kid. Watching. Lovely, great kid. Smashing mm. kid. Come from Bristol, obviously. <laughs> but he, he, he That's did a good well. one. That's a good one from Pete Taylor. Pear Murtasaka. Garrett, Steve Cabbage, uh, Andy Much Rooms. Aubergine Bell. Troy Bellery. What about Craig Gardner? Yeah, well done. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> so what we got yeah. predictions for uh, tomorrow night then? Barnsley at home? Oh, I uh, one, one. Yeah. I think it'll be another draw. I think it'll be another draw, I really do. Do you? Two nil to Blues, mate, tomorrow. Two nil, yeah. I want to say two nil, but I, I can see us... I can see... I can't see a scoring. I can see it's probably losing one goal. It's going to be one nil. Uh, it could be a one nil. I mean, they're, they're, again, they're, they're due a home win. You mm. know what I mean? Along the line, and you go and sneak a home win tomorrow. Might be hopefully it'll be the one that they could just go and sneak a win. Maybe get battered, but they get they, they sneak a win. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And they're probably due, they're probably due a result like that as well. By the way. Yeah. I know. We keep yeah. saying we're due. Do we, do, do, do we know if the Croatian kids in line to? Um, be featured oh, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard anything. No, no. I think his last time we played was, was with Heronveen, was about back in March, when he so, if he, so that's been his last game, probably in terms of fitness and speed. He's probably not up to it. Maybe no, gone no. He, he, he could be the number 10, to be fair, if you like. That's his, his, yeah. his basically preferred 4 2 3 1. Yeah. He will be that number 10. Mm. He's yeah. A, he's, 
Mitchell in that position. Um, would you say he's better than what we... Obviously, you know about him. Would yeah. you say he's better than what we've got there or what we've had? Technically, yes, by a million mile. Um, right. And he'd have to get up to speed. And again, the only thing is, he's, he's still very lightweight. He's never really filled out from... or Potentially, and body strength-wise either, which whatever people say, you've still got to get to speed of the championship and the pace of it and the combativeness of it, you know, and nature of it as such. So, Mm. Uh, but, but the lad can play. Lads are players. It's up to them now to get the best out of him and find the formation to get the best out of him because he can create as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's promising. What, what do you think? What's he's important. Ibrahimovic, he's a big Swede. Stephen Pears. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't tell him that. I'm flattened. <laughs> you wouldn't what, sorry? I wouldn't tell him that. No, no neither would I. <laughs> Lime, Lime Messi, Andrea Pear. Ian Atkins diet. What are they eating? Poison drinking beer at the moment. Wood Brocken, Wayne Pruney. Oh, God, blimey. Right, okay. Pete Taylor thinks we'll get more yellow cards and goals tomorrow. And Nicholas Wells, but he wants us to have a quick word on this take on uh, on the uh, Almagia um, post today. Ah, uh, he... yeah. Okay, I'll just throw my two pen thing. I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit fed up of what they call now doom scrollers who just seem to scroll down Facebook and other social media sites looking for bad things that have happened to the Blues or are going to happen. Oh come on! We're Birmingham City. Come on. It's never been any different. <laughs> <laughs> what will be, will be. Mm. Good PR you're, there. There you Chris. go. What's your take on it, Nick? I'm just fed up of all the negativity, to be honest with you. Look, if a oh. guy's got to go to court, he'll go to court, and, and that's that. That's, yeah. you know, what, what's it to do with you or me or anybody else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then. Mm. The, right, the, yeah. got uh, Charlton Coconut. Uh, on John Terry vegetable soup. <laughs> Ken Lake. Ken, Ken Lake. <laughs> Rory Grape. Uh, um, Paul Dates from Craig. That's a good one. Yeah, good one. Paul Dates, yeah. Paul Dates, yeah. Yeah. So with five minutes of the show to go, don't forget, please, please, please join us and winning this sign football. We'd love to give it away, certainly before Christmas, and get it to you. And uh, all you've got to do is go onto the Tilt and Talk page. Everything is on there that you need to uh, put your PayPal money in or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two signed footballs, come on. Yeah. We want to get rid of the other one before Christmas as well. We'd love to. Yeah. Can got Sol Campbell Nick, Nick, can I quickly just say uh, well done to John Farrington who won the, um, won the shirt Absolutely. last week Absolutely, uh, yeah. of the full squad shirt. And uh, yeah. that's Good bumped point. our uh, money up a bit. That's fantastic. Thank yeah. you. Lynn's just typed in avalanche of goals tomorrow. Chris Brown, be worried. Be very worried. I'm looking forward oh. to it. Not worried. I'll tell you what, though. If you do do one in the buff, it'll make it easy for you to use your bucket, won't it? <laughs> How, do you... <laughs> How do you know I haven't been using it all the way through this? <laughs> but the BBC don't use them tactics. <laughs> I've got a weak bladder. I can't help it. <laughs> Okay, so sum up your time at Blues then in a, in about two minutes, if you could, uh, Ian. Um, joining the club, obviously you sold the promised land. 
and it just never happened. And Ken obviously just cut everything to the bone. So initially, when you just joined as a player, very frustrating because again, I you know what I mean you didn't expect what was going to happen the way that the club was being run, run to the ground. Um, one of real frustration, but then one of pride of being able to come back as assistant manager, coach, uh, and play the games that I did, um, and help the club back in, in game promotion. It was obviously, back into the first, the second division then. But you can take pride in that. Do you know what I mean? And uh, that was the spell that I'd remember more because I said before there was more happy occasions. We won more games, and we had a a promotion at the end of it. But the the first period was just. She won a frustration. Frustration only for the supporters, but for the club as well, because you were brought up in the area and it, it, that was its lowest point ever. Um, and and the, the, the supporters didn't realise what we had to put up with. Do you know what I mean? I mean, before we, we, we trained and came, came well then, we, we had six balls. Wouldn't give us any balls for training. Wouldn't pay for anything. We actually trained at the back of the railway, the station end, on that bit of waste ground there. That was our training pitch. The, the actual... Um, uh, playground on the sign going into the old main stand. We should do our set pieces there. He wouldn't pay mm. for anything again. We didn't have a training ground, so it was frustrating. It was horrible. But then the second period, it was by the way, it was great to play for the club, but a horrible period to play in the team as such. But then the second period was a lot better because we gained promotion, and I always felt that I gave something back then, being a local lad as well. So mm. uh, something that didn't turn out well initially ended up well, and absolutely. You're right. Yeah. Did you play? Did you play in the uh, in the game where we played? I think it was Chester at Chesterfield. No, I don't think I did. It was Chester. about that era. So all I remember, we, we we turned up. Me and my mate, we were literally first out, directed into a field. This big country burly copper says, "Oh, she's only there's about four hundred of you coming to the house. I've just passed six thousand on the motorway. Look, you better get some <laughs> so, on the Birmingham." <laughs> climbing over the top of the roof and dropping down to get into the stadium. Never seen anything like it. It's absolutely mad. Oh, yeah, to be fair, the, 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 the promotion year, I mean, the, the away support was fantastic wherever we go. But at least you gave a bit of pride back into the club. And I suddenly... had a company car after that Wigan game. Well, at that Wigan game, it was a white Mondeo, right? And I had to, I was, we'd been sliding down that grass bank and we were just <laughs> covered yeah. in from head to toe. It was like that's Birmingham fans for you though. that's what we do yeah. great sense of humour great sense of humour have you been much recently Ian since you obviously since you stopped playing for us obviously a long time ago have you been much in recent years as a fan or anything yeah I used to go to games whenever I can and obviously people like John White have got a box down there as well so I could always you know what I mean so whenever I go to go in there they've always been brilliant I mean there's one thing I've, I I you probably are a little bit disappointed in and whatever. You always had someone you knew there, it'd be Julius Shelton, who's now going to Saliul, or Richard Beale or something, Colin Tatum. But if you look at it now, the Birmingham people have gone out of that football club. Yeah. That would alarm me. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would alarm me, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they had a heart for the club and now yeah. no one really knows what, 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 you know, what direction they want to take it, who's doing yeah. what, who's going. Um, but there was always that Birmingham, what I call the heartbeat in the club. Yeah. Um, mm. And that's no longer there. That would be mm. sir. Yeah. It's a worry, yeah. Mm. Nine o'clock, what can I say? Oh, this, this has been an absolute corker tonight. We never know what to expect on these shows, Ian, but you, you well, it's, it's just going to have to... I'm laughing at Jason Hughes, Maradona. Maradona. <laughs> 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 
Thank you very much, Ian Atkins. Thank you very much indeed for your time upon a Monday night uh, through these difficult times. Because tell you what, it don't half cheer these people up out here. Uh, you see all these wonderful comments coming through all night long. Um, it's just, well, it's a family, isn't it? Family. Well, what I do is as well. I've actually I've moved moved house. I've got all my stuff in storage, and when I get my stuff out of storage, I'm I'm certain I've got a lot of Birmingham memorabilia from oh, yeah, the era when I played. So well, I'll get in touch and you can have it in, uh, yeah, again, yeah, roughly yeah, off. Yeah, speak to Craig. Craig and yeah. Is that okay? So I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be moving in about three weeks. So Is Carl Richards Richard yeah. in a box? He's Carl. He's Carl. He's Carl. He's Carl. He's Carl. He's Carl. Oh dear. oh dear! Oh dear! Right then, guys. Great it was a pedal that did it as well. He he, he thought he was he apparently passed his test with his right foot, but this was a left foot pedal. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think we could go on all night, but we have to cut at nine o'clock, unfortunately, due to uh, Chris having to edit it and one thing or another and get it ready for radio tomorrow night yeah, on yeah. Switch Radio. What what time, Chris? Is it nine o'clock? I think it's at ten o'clock tomorrow night. Ten. Is his mic gone again? Yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, 10 o'clock. Oh, 10 o'clock. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Okay, thank you so much for being with us. This has been the Tilly <clears> Talk <throat> Show. Hashtag is what Mondays are for. Thank you to Paul Hickis. Good night, all. Pleasure you to always. Mark Ward, Mark, 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 Mark Ward, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Adams, ladies and gents, Mark Adams. Good night, good night, everyone. Have a, have a safe week. Okay, and from Mrs. Brown. Good night. His microphone's gone again. Yeah, well. so, right, yeah. Let's take care. Keep right on. And from Ian Atkins. Good night. Thank you so Thank very you. much, sir. Take Pleasure. care. Pleasure. Enjoyed it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah. Pleasure. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.